left fielders. Welcome to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. How I approach the business is serving people, helping them, making them a lot of money, providing tax benefits. And guess what? It puts a lot of money in mine and my company's pocket by serving people. So that's how we operate. That's who we are as a foundation. I'm very proud. We're growing rapidly and we're scaling even in this environment. Hey, left fielders, this is Julian McClurkin. When I'm not on the court with the Harlem Globetrotters, I'm the chief storyteller for Tribe Vest. Now, you might be thinking, why would Tribe Vest hire a Globetrotter? Well, through my travels around the world, I've met so many amazing people and heard their incredible stories. And it's no different at TribeVest. My job is to share the stories of people investing together as a group, as a tribe. TribeVest allows groups to pool their capital, set up their LLCs and bank accounts, help with operating agreements, funding rounds, and so much more. Whether you're investing with other dads from your kid's preschool class or getting into real estate syndications with people around the country like LFI infielder Brian Pawnell, TribeVest helps them all make it happen. If you want to hear more about stories about TribeVest's customers, just check out TribeVest's YouTube channel. And if you're already ready to start investing as a group, head on over to TribeVest.com today. You are listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast, powered by TribeVest. The mission of Left Field Investors is to build a community of like-minded individuals interested in creating financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. In this podcast, Jim Piper will interview passive investors, syndicators, and others who will share their journey with a focus on helping the passive real estate investor learn and become part of the Left Field community. Hi, I'm Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor, and you're listening to Passive Investing from Left Field. I'm really excited today to have Ben Reinberg with us. He is the CEO of Alliance Consolidated Group, an operator focused on the medical office space, which is a brand new asset class for me. So Ben, welcome to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to add a lot of value to your audience about passive investing in commercial real estate. Yeah, and I'm here to soak it up. I'm glad you're here. And the first question I always ask is if you can tell us about your journey. How did you get into real estate? How did you get into commercial real estate, medical office? If you kind of just give us the scoop on how you got here. All right, we're going to roll it back. I'm a 52-year-old man, started my company while I was 24. I'm a CPA by trade. I worked in accounting for a year. One of my clients who was from the West Coast inspired me to get into real estate. I realized I've been an entrepreneur since I've been born. I've had jobs where very entrepreneurial. I used to sell cigarettes when I was eight years old at local bars in Highwood, Illinois for cash. I figured out how to break up a carton of cigarettes and then sell it at bars individually and undercut the machines when you used to pull the handle. So that was my first job. I was eight years old and continued ever since. And when I graduated from Indiana University, I'm originally born and raised in the Chicago area. That's my hometown, and that's where I sit today. I live out in the West Coast. My West Coast office is in Newport Beach, and our headquarters are in Chicago, and we have a Tampa office as well. So when I got started when I was 24, what I did was I was encouraged by one of the guys I was on audit with said, you're more of an entrepreneur, and I took that to heart. 
and he was a billionaire. And I figured out and I talked to one of my clients at the kind firm and said, commercial real estate's where it's at. It's wealth building. It's the way to wealth. It's where a majority of our wealth comes from. This is before like technology was really like prevalent. And at the end of the day, I bought my first deal. It was an industrial deal. It was a two-tenant deal. After the first week, I lost 45% of the income. I had a tenant move out in the middle of the night. It was a Midwest distributor. I backfilled it. I made a three-tenant building. I bought it for over $2 million. I decided to sell it myself instead of hiring a broker. And I sold it for $6.4 million. And that kind of launched me. And that was a syndication. That was my first syndication. I've built over 9.5 million square feet of office industrial. We've done hundreds and hundreds of syndications throughout the country. 17 years ago, Jim, I decided to get into medical properties. We went through a recession. There was another recession coming. And we said to our investors, what do we want to do? And a lot of our investors said, well, let's look at cash flow with upside. And I did some homework and realized that the human body is never going out of style. So we got into medical properties. And so we're good listeners of our investors. I really take time to engage my investors, get to know them. It's a marathon business and it's lifetime relationships you have with our investors. And what's great about our investors is once they start investing in Alliance, in our funds, in our syndications, they don't want to leave. They keep coming back. And the reason behind that is I'm a big advocate of transparency and integrity. And that's how we run our company. And you don't work for my company if you don't establish our core values, our transparency, integrity, consistency, and expertise. And that's what we offer our investors. And so when I got started, that launched me and we were doing industrial and office and retail. And then, like I said, 17 years ago, we got into medical and we've been running ever since. I was investing in tenants that maybe the government was scrutinizing, but I knew that kidney disease wasn't going away and dialysis would grow. And we were right. And we did very well for our investors. So we've averaged mid-20s IRR on our medical properties. And then three and a half years ago, a friend of mine approached me and said, Ben, you really need to look at veterinary properties. And I said, why? He's like, well, it's similar to medical. It's just with animals and animals are growing. You have two dogs of your own. All your colleagues in front have pets, cats, dogs, parrots, reptiles, you name it, snakes. Someone has something in the family, hamsters, right? So we got into that business and it's been wildly successful. We've bought incredible properties. We own a horse and cattle surgery center. It's the gold standard in Texas. So we invest in the Southeast, the Southwest, Mountain West, parts of the West Coast. We still have a little bit in the Midwest, but the reason why we invest in those areas is because we look for good healthcare policies. We look for population growth. We look for good residential areas. All that culminate to strong medical property and veterinary property environments, tax-free states for taxes. So everything we do is about the investors. The investors come first. And what I mean by that, which is really important to me and my company, is that I have a rule. I said every single penny that every investor has ever made, you have to value and cherish it that invest with us. And let me explain what's behind that. I grew up in Chicago, and some of your folks listening might be from the Midwest. I know what it's like to wake up at the crack of dawn, and it's dark and cold and gray, and you got to get up and go to work, and you have families, and you got other issues going on in your life, and how hard it took that investor of ours to earn every penny that they invest with us. I don't care if they came from money. I don't care if they grinded. Whatever they did, you have to value it. And that's the foundation of our company. And so 
at the end of the day, we create a new fund called the Alliance Medical Property Fund. I wanted to create something that had a lot of benefits. Our investors said, well, we should start doing funds. And we started looking at it and we said, and there's four benefits to our fund. And I think it's important because it really offers your audience a lot of value of why people do funds and what they mean. So here are the benefits, everyone. I want you to hear this is really important as you look at real estate funds. For our fund specifically is the cost of capital. We've been doing this for 28 years. My leadership team has 200 plus years of experience. We have a great track record. We understand how lenders work. I could pretty much sit on the board of any bank. So I understand how they underwrite and how they approve loans. And that's really important to learn in our business. And we offer a lot of value. So the cost of capital is cheaper for us with the fund. It allows us to get subscription lines of credit. It allows us to go shop for loans and have a competitive atmosphere. And what that does is it provides a lot of benefit to the investors because we get flexibility and we really understand how to deal with debt in the process. And that's extremely important when you're a sponsor in our business. The second point is our purchasing power because we have 50 million in equity that we're raising and we've already raised some of it and we've already loaded assets in the fund. It's really exciting. I'm really excited about it. And with the fund, when we go in front of a brokerage community or a sales community or a group of physicians, whoever, they know we have the capital close. We provide certainty. And certainty in our business is so important. By providing certainty, guess what? You get better pricing. Trickles down to our investors. Always about our investors at the end of the day. The third pillar is diversification. So I'll give you an example. If you were an investor and say you invested in five syndications we bought in a year and you put 100000 in, I could take your 500000 okay, that you invested in over five investment properties and we're going to put over twenty five thirty. So that's diversification, mitigates your risk, but also provides the fourth pillar, which is most important, is scalability. See, here in the fund, I could sell a property, do a 1031 exchange, take one, make it three. And so let's say I bought a property for $8 million, I sold it for fourteen. I took that $6 million gain plus the $8 million, and we exchanged into three properties. So within the fund, our investors, without investing any more money, get a $6 million benefit plus the equity we create from the three. So that's scalability. So cost of debt and capital, purchasing power, then you have diversification and then scalability. That's what makes our fund so powerful. We have the number one fund in the market. People are, love medical property. Human body is not going out of style. With what's going on in the stock market, even what we saw today and over the past handful of weeks, people want to be in hard assets. And not only that, we have tax benefits, depreciation, interest expense that hit at the property level and they flow down to the investor. So I personally invest side by side with my investors because to be honest with you, I haven't found a better investment, Jim, out in the marketplace. And I know the assets. You can go kick all the bricks and mortar of every property. That's really important. Transparency is so important to me because I want to be treated the way our investors are treated. And when I feel that, I say, okay, well, how do I want our investors to be treated? I want transparency. I want reporting. I'm going to over-communicate with you. I'm going to tell you the good and the bad. But at the end of the day, you're going to know exactly what's going on. And that's important because it makes the environment good. It makes your relationships with investors. They know everything's not perfect and they know life's not perfect. And so people always ask me, they're like, well, Ben, who do you invest with if you're going to invest with a hedge fund or whatever? And I look at the people. Okay, because I always ask, like, there's problems and issues that come up in any investment. And if someone tells you any differently, they're lying to you. It's just a fact. And because of that, Jim, what's so important to me is solution-oriented folks and companies. 
at Alliance Consolidated, my company, we are outstanding at solving challenges and problems. We understand solutions. That's due with a lot of experience. We've been there, done that on a lot of things. We know how to deal with tenants. We know how to negotiate leases and loans. And we know that we've been through different cycles and environments. We know how to capture value and take advantage of it. We're very excited about this upcoming recession. There's gonna be a lot of great opportunities. Our investors are gonna make a tremendous amount of money in this new fund from us. And the reason why is because of who we are, those four pillars I explained in the fund, and allows us to really take advantage of it. So if you're a passive investor, it, the question I would have is why not invest in the Alliance Medical Property Fund? I do it and I haven't found anything better. And that's the real benefit. When you have strong sponsorship with experience, you can navigate through waters. I have a saying, Jim, and this is really important if you're in commercial real estate or you want to get involved in commercial. Someone said to me, this is how the business works. You're going to spend the first third of your career on your back, the second third on your feet, the last third on your stomach. I've been doing this for over 28 years. I've grinded. I've paid my dues. We're resource rich. I am in the prime of my career. And by saying that, I'm on my stomach. And what it means to be on your stomach, you're swimming, is that I can navigate all the variables. I can move quicker. I can get through things quicker. I see things. I could see challenges forthcoming down the road that we need to tackle ahead of time. Now, our investors don't see all these variables that me and my staff and a lot of people at Alliance are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's not their job. They're passive. They need to enjoy the fruits of our labor and which they do. So that's what I do. I'm very proud of. I have an incredible, talented people. My personal brand, Jim, is taking off. My podcast is going through the roof. And I'm at the point in my career that I've realized how I made money. I made money because I like to serve people. I like to help people. When you invest with Alliance, it pretty much serves part of my mission. And I also mentor and teach a lot of people in the business. I'm also going to be starting a university shortly where we're going to be teaching anyone throughout the world to be able to get involved in commercial real estate and learn it A to Z. I felt that it was important. I felt it was never taught when I was younger by the older generation baby boomers in my area. And I felt that I needed to do something different. And so how I approach the business is serving people helping them, making them a lot of money, providing tax benefits. And guess what? It puts a lot of money in mine and my company's pocket by serving people. So that's how we operate. That's who we are as a foundation. I'm very proud. We're growing rapidly and we're scaling even in this environment. We're looking to hire more people. I'm very blessed because I have wonderful, talented people that I give their own autonomy that are the fabric of Alliance, my company. And because of that, it's allowed me to help even more people and serve even more people. So that's who we are. That's who I am. And if you go to AllianceCGCCharlieGeorgeCharlie.com, you can see what we do. If you go to BenReinberg.com, you can see exactly who I am. I like people to know who I am. If you're going to put a lot of money with me, you should know everything about me, okay? Because I'm not going anywhere. Even though I'm 52, I got another 30 years out of me in this business with regenerative medicine coming out and this biomed stuff, I might work till I'm 110. I mean, I could live to 150. I might work till 110. I mean, eventually I'm going to have to retire because you get a little tired and I want to do other things. But at the end of the day, I'll always look at serving people, Jim. It's something I'm passionate about. That's great. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And I'd like to dig in a little bit on the medical office asset class. So the typical left field investor, we probably start with multifamily, right? And then you might get a little bit of self-storage, maybe a mobile home here or there. But medical office is something different. So 
Can you talk a little bit about the differences between medical and, and what most of us are used to? And then why are the results in medical so much better? Well, the first thing is, is that medical office is pandemic and recession resilient type real estate. Multifamily can't say that. They can't make that claim. Multifamily saw in the pandemic with some of the governmental regulations and ordinances about evictions and everything else, it became challenged. And so what multifamily and other asset classes have that we don't is they're really susceptible to outside forces, third parties, governments, you name it. The human body's never going out of style. And I'll give you an example. So we had a tenant that was in the dialysis business and the government was scrutinizing. They're a public company. And we bet on them because we knew, we said, dialysis, kidney disease is so rampant, especially in the South and Southeast, it's never going away. And so we were big believers and we we're buying them at great prices. And then we sold it for great prices. But the difference is, is that the foundation of our business is the human body. Now, multifamily is not a bad investment. Don't get me wrong. It's just susceptible to a lot of things. You're dealing with personal lives when you deal with apartments and multifamily. And being from Chicago, we have some of the kings in the business in multifamily, okay, that are icons. However, and I know them all and we talk about it, medical office and veterinary office that we invest in with the human body, that's the foundation, is so important because when you have tenants that build deep roots in the property and serve the community, they don't want to leave. So the other thing is our renewal rate is in the high 80s now on a percentage basis. So with multifamily, it depends on where you're investing, what the rules are, what the environment is, a lot of rules. You usually have government financing with Fannie or Freddie or HUD, so you're susceptible to that. Multifamily is a nice investment. I think medical is the cream of the crop. I think ours is like a Rolls Royce and multifamily is like a Cadillac. That's how I look at it. We have a premier top level type and it's sophisticated what I do. It's more than just analyzing rents and coverage and do I have a community center and pool and what are the amenities and who do I compete with and what are the rents in the area? We look at rents and everything else, but you have to know also, how does your tenant run their business? Like when you're an orthopedic practice or you're a surgery center, or you're a dermatology or a neurologist or gastro, you name it, they all have different metrics. They all have different ways they operate, all different reimbursements, different niches, different investments in the property. And when you really understand the different niches like we do, you separate yourself. So it's very difficult to compete with us and go buy medical. Yeah, you can go try it, but you're probably going to lose your ass because you don't have the experience or the pedigree like we've developed over the years and been through our lumps and bruises to be experts in the medical property industry. Multifamily a little bit looser on the barriers entry. A lot of people invest in it, it's very competitive. And because it's so competitive, a lot of people want to get in because it's easy entry. Well, guess what? Pricing gets increased and cap rates are low and eventually financing, especially in a recession with liquidity, it's not as easy as it sounds to get financing. So I see a lot of risk with multifamily investing. There's some people that do it that are phenomenal at it, make a lot of money and are good at it. I'm not negating and saying it's a bad investment. I'm just saying the differences are I like investing in what we do because I've been through internet. We've owned retail and I've stayed away from that. We've owned industrial. We love industrial. But at the end of the day, with medical properties, Jim, you just can't beat the stability behind it. And that's the difference between a lot of asset classes is it's really what I do is conservative investing with upside. That's what we offer investors, and that's the difference. Okay, can you talk a little bit about, are we just investing in the real estate, or are you also buying into the medical office operations? It's a great question. 
and it's something we are considering now. We are the, really the real estate owners. We own the land and the building. However, we have had a lot of demand for tenants that want to sell us their businesses. So we're considering opening up a division, Jim, where we would acquire a certain niche in our industries. Like, so for example, we said, we're going to go after dermatology and we're going to roll up and buy all these different practices. That's something we're going to do in the future because we understand their businesses. And I have a lot of CPAs that work inside the company. I'm also a CPA. We know how to analyze financial statements. We know how to analyze risk. We know how to do financing. We could be a one-stop shop for these people. So that's something that's forthcoming down the pike for us. But right now, as we sit, we are landlords. We acquire, own, and manage our portfolio. We're in multiple states around the United States, and that's really the focus of what we do. And are these triple net leases? And if so, can you explain what that means? Sure. What we buy is net leases. A lot of our medical tenants are in the net lease business, and I'll get deeper what that really means. So people use double net, triple net, single net. They're all different gradations of lease. Basically, what it means, folks, is that the tenant is going to be responsible for the operating expenses, taxes, insurance when you have a triple net lease. Now, they might pay it to you directly on a monthly basis and we escrow it and we pay bills and do the accounting and establish a budget. That's one way. Another way is where they pay it directly. And a lot of our leases, especially in sale leasebacks, we do what's called an absolute net lease. That means the tenant's responsible for everything, repairs, maintenance, capital improvements. And usually the difference in the leases has to do with the different responsibilities between the landlord and the tenant. So you can use any terminology you want, but at the end of the day, that lease is like the Bible in our business. And the lease is going to guide you who's responsible for what. So you have different gradations of different types of leases, gross, net, modified gross. Generally speaking, our business is net lease. And what's good about a net lease that I'm a big proponent of is that when operating expenses rise and inflation, tenants still responsible. And so what's great about right now, what's going on with inflation, Jim, is that we're getting an upward pressure on rents. So a lot of my rents, especially over the next year or two, are below market. And some of our leases have CPI indexes. And what's so important, I want your audience to hear this, is why CPI is so important, is that years ago, I might get a quarter a point increase if I'm lucky in great areas around the country. We looked at one of our leases in Florida, the CPI index increased 8%. This year, it's going to be 9 or 10. So instead of a 2 or 3% annual escalation in rent, we're going to see an 8 or 9 with inflation. Inflation is our friend in commercial real estate, especially medical properties. It pushes, it creates this upward pressure on rents, which basically creates this upward pressure on value. And so when you have to go renew your tenants and your rents are below market, well, guess what? That upper A's I was talking about become the upper 90s or even up solid hundred if you can. So at the end of the day, that's what we do. And that's really the differences in leases. To really understand leases, you got to read one and see, but everyone uses fancy jargon terminology. At the end of the day, what it means is what's the landlord responsible for? What's the tenant responsible for? And it doesn't matter what terminology you use. You got to read the lease and see. And that's what we do. We're great at abstracting leases. So when you buy these, who are you buying them from? And when you sell them, who are you selling them to? And are you packaging them up? And if you do package them up, do they all have to be dermatologists or ortho? Or can you mix and match? Well, we like diversification. So we don't invest in just one niche. I'm big into diversification, different areas of the country, different types of leases, different types of tenants, credits, length of leases, terms, construction, different types of construction. 
So that's what you leverage into when you invest in Alliant. You leverage into diversification and expertise. And because of that, what we like to invest in, Jim, is we are very critical on where we invest throughout the country. We want to invest in high growth areas, good healthcare markets. And all those things have meaning when it comes to investing. So when you invest in, say, the Alliance Medical Property Fund that we have on the market right now, what that does is diversification, different types of medical tenants, different types of credits, different types of risk, and it's well blended. And we were just doing syndications. It would just be one or asset or a portfolio. But at the end of the day, we are heavy into real estate fundamentals. We're going to look at the rent per market. We basically look at how do we protect our downside in an investment. And that's what we do. And that's why it makes it so special investing in medical because it's diversified. It's different niches. Everyone on this podcast, all of us use medical services, us and our family. So anything that you and your family out there, if you're listening, that's what we invest in. That's why it's powerful stuff because you can really gravitate and know like, okay, they're buying a gastroenterology building practice with a surgery center in it. People know that, especially 45 to 55 year old men, we're getting colonoscopies all the time now. So it, people can relate to what we buy and that's what I love. Hey, Leftfielders, this is Julian McClurkin from Tribe Vest. I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Jim Pfeiffer for a masterclass. I learned so much from passive investing to real estate syndications to how you can diversify your portfolio with a tribe. I also learned how this form of passive investing was only available to the wealthy until recently. If I learned a lot, you will too. Go to leftfieldinvestors.com and check out the masterclass button at the top or look up Tribe Vest on YouTube. I'll see you there. One of our trusted partners, Ashcroft Capital, is currently accepting accredited investors into their Ashcroft Value Add Fund 2. Why should you invest in multifamily now? Let's talk about the elephant in the room. There's turmoil around the world, and we are in a very high inflationary environment. Naturally, that's a lot to digest, and it's on a lot of people's minds as to what this means for multifamily or how to interpret this kind of data and reasons to consider when deciding to invest. Ashcroft Capital has compiled a white paper of five reasons to consider investing in multifamily in 2022. To read it and to learn more about investing in multifamily real estate with Ashcroft's AVAF2, visit ashcroftcapital.com slash invest in 2022. That's ashcroftcapital.com slash invest in 2022. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so when you buy it, you're buying it from the doctors and then are you selling it to a REIT? How's the disposition go? It's a great question. So we buy from all walks of life. We can buy from investors, doctors, physicians. We buy existing assets with leases in place. We do sale leasebacks with physician groups all day long. So we buy from hospital systems. We buy from family trusts where maybe they inherit something. I mean, we buy, maybe it's a divorce situation. The guy needs to sell we buy maybe two doctors out of a group of 10 own the property. They were the founders and there's a conflict of interest. So they sell it to us with an existing lease. We've done a lot of those. So we have all different situations from all people walks of life that sell to us. When we end up selling our portfolio or our properties, we sell to 1031 exchange buyers, other investors that love what we do, that we create the value and the stability and the income stream. But really with the fund, our opportunity is to sell to an institution. 
There's a lot of institutions that have reached out to Alliance and said, we'd love for you guys to build a big portfolio of medical properties for us and sell it to us and we'll pay you a premium because they're not looking. Our investments are three to 25 million per investment per property or portfolio. And that creates diversification. But at the end of the day, we can sell a few hundred million dollars worth of real estate to an institution. They can get serious dollars on the street. They don't want to spend five or 10 million. That's not productive for them. They want to send bill monies. They have hundreds of thousands of pension fund folks or clients that are investing in their insurance companies or funds or whatever, public REITs, you name it. That's who we sell to. That's our audience. So when you roll up a good portfolio like we do of the best quality stuff on the market, well, guess what happens? People get in a bidding war. And so the exit on these properties is really fruitful. It's very gratifying because you, you look at you and your staff and you say, well, what created this value? Well, not only our expertise, but it's showing up every day. It's paying attention to your portfolio. It's managing it. And we are outstanding at property management and asset management, which creates that value. So we buy from anyone in Sun that owns a medical property and that there's a large breadth of people that own them. On the flip side, when we sell, it's we have a crack staff of investment sales brokers that have worked for us for years that I've grown in the business. I've taught them the business and they're the best in the business now. And so we have such a great platform and such great resources that the exit has allowed us to have this mid-20s IRR on our track record. It's really amazing, Jim. I look back and I'm tingling when I think about like what we've been able to accomplish because it's a complicated business. It really is. It's not as sexy as everyone thinks. It's not easy. When I start teaching, I'll make it as easy as possible. But at the end of the day, there's risk. And if you know that going in, you can understand the investment. That's what I like about our deal because I love the transparency. I don't get that in other things that I invest in. So. You mentioned property management. And again, we look at everything from kind of the lens of multifamily and that. So can you talk a little bit about, do you handle that in-house? I would imagine that it's not as intensive of property management as you have with a uh, multifamily property. Maybe it's like self-storage. Can you just talk a bit about that? Yeah, we have our own property management department. I have outstanding people that run that department. We meet on a frequent basis. And we've decided years ago to manage our own portfolio. Control is extremely important to me. When you control your portfolio, you can mitigate challenges and problems real easily, in which we do. Now, not all our properties are just collecting rent checks. There's work that goes into it. We have to deal with operating expenses, capital improvements, additions, insurance. You have to be an expert in insurance. So when you property manage, you really have to get into what I call, you got to get dirty. You got to get into the weeds and roll up your sleeves. Multifamily, yeah, it's very management intensive. Ours is different. We're dealing with either public companies or high net worth private entities. So we don't really have to chase for rent. It's kind of a zero sum game. Either they're paying rent or they're not. And with property management, the real focus is building that relationship with these tenants and their departments within their companies. That's what helps create values. And when you have happy tenants, you have higher renewal probabilities and you get a lot of value in that process. So property management's critical. Asset management's very important too when you're managing asset, figuring out what you have to do to add value and how to deal with all the variables about the particular asset. But property management is something we pride ourselves on. I invest a tremendous amount of money into our property management staff and softwares and solutions. And the reason behind that is because I know how to make our investors money and property management is critical. 
and the people running it are critical. Guess what? They're on the front lines talking to your tenants who are paying you rent and expenses. So it's very important, Jim. Yeah. Again, I I compare everything to multifamily because that's what most of us start out in. And a lot of us have branched out into other things. So if you are interested in this asset class, can you talk a little bit about how do we vet a sponsor like yourself? What questions should we be asking and how do we find out that you're the right one to invest with? Because that's the most important thing typically that we think of as a sponsor. And then secondarily, the deal, right? We want to analyze the deal. I know how to analyze a multifamily deal. I'm not sure what to look for in a medical office. So can you talk about both those components? Because those are really the active part of passive investing, right? Vetting the sponsor, analyzing the deal. I love this question. I'll tell you why. Because I teach people a lot who you're going to invest with. You can, Anyone can pay you a preferred return. You invest with a multifamily investment company, they can pay you a preferred return. What I like to know is how do you solve challenges? Okay. Because all investments are not created equal and they're not perfect. And if anyone tells you differently, you better run because that's the truth. I've been doing this for almost three decades. I've done thousands of transactions. And at the end of the day, folks, you have to understand who you're dealing with, the quality, the character of the people. My company, we are second to none at solving challenges. That's what we pride ourselves in. And the reason why is because I know the business well. And I know if we're great, and we spend 99% of our time focusing on solutions and 1% on problems, we're always going to win. And I understand the key to real estate. Key to real estate is the ability to hold. It's not location. It's the ability to hold the ride through cycles and sell at the right time and buy at the right time. And that's what's really important. And so when you talk to a sponsor, and the key is be a good listener, hear what they say, hear their experience, look at their track record, Ask them, give me a challenge and how did you solve it? Get to know them. You want to deal with authentic people that have high integrity. And that's what we do at Alliance. It's really important to me because I'm in a marathon business. This isn't like get rich quick, buy a property, flip it in two days, and then go home and tell your investors, yeah, it was nice seeing you. Thanks for investing with us. No, 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 no. You want repeat investors. Integrity is everything. Transparency is critical and go back to the core values of our company. It's all the foundation is all based on the investment capital that invests with us. And so be a good listener, hear what they say. Are they grateful for you? Do they treat a $100,000 investment investor the same as a $2 million investor? That's important. And so I look at all these things, I've been doing this for so long that I've understood what's important. Because people always say, well, Ben, who do you invest in? I invest in people that can solve problems and challenges. Because I know that's what differentiates people. And I know we are outstanding, Jim, at solving problems. And because you go through life, all of us, everyone that's listening to this podcast has challenges, personal and business-wise. And the question is, how do you rise up and get through those challenges? And that's what we do at Alliance. And that's what I'm so proud of me and my staff. And I'm really grateful for everyone involved in our process and all our third parties. And that's the key. You want to deal with people with high integrity, people that are grateful, people value every penny you ever made that you invest with them. Whether you invest a dollar or 500 million with someone, you have to be grateful for that journey that they're and that privilege. And so we know our investments are a privilege at Alliance. We know they're exclusive, they're rare. But on the flip side, the fair exchange we go into is knowing how hard the investor worked to invest in our fund or a property. And we don't take that for granted. And when you have that type of gratitude and attitude and integrity, it just oozes out of you. That's why we have an easy time raising money because we're doing syndication, Jim. Our deals are selling out between 10 minutes and three hours. 
these raises. And that's unheard of. And the reason why is exactly what I said, our foundation. So look for a good foundation. Look for someone that has good established leadership team like Alliance. Model what we do and look at and say, okay, well, how does that company fare with their structure and their modeling? What are their core values? I would ask them what their core values are. Who's on their leadership team? Do they manage properties in-house or outsource it? Where are your risk factors with that sponsor? How well capitalized are they? We're extremely well capitalized. How much experience they have? That's what they want to know. So at the end of the day, I always like to ask questions and the answers will always lead to the conclusion and the facts that you need to invest. And your gut will tell you. You talk to me, Mr. Investor, I can assure you, you're going to be very comfortable with what we do. And if you like safe, secure, and profitable investments, then you'll end up investing in our fund. And that's what we end up doing. So I think it's really important that your folks ask questions. How do you solve challenges? Give them some examples. Ask them, what, do you have an investor portal? How do you communicate with us? How do you pay us our returns? Understand their process. What I like is simplicity. I make it so easy for our investors. I was one of the first companies in the world to create an investor portal, Jim. And I was doing that because for years, I grew up as a CPA on green ledger paper, stamps, checks, envelopes, you name it. And we'd send out checks to our investors and some of them would be saying, I'm not cash. I said, there's got to be a better way. So we create a portal with a friend of mine where the beta test and it's been wildly successful. I think it's going on 14 or 15 years we've had this thing. And it's great. It's 24-7. You log on, username, password, all your K-1s, all your quarterly narratives that we write on all our properties. We do a quarterly fund report as well. Transparency. It's huge. It's everything. And that's what you invest in. So if you find similar core values in my company, transparency, integrity, consistency, and expertise, that's who you invest with. It's those core values. Because you know why? I don't care what piece of paper you have in writing. You invest with people. When people have high integrity and they care, that's what you want out of your sponsorship. And that's what we provide at Alliance. And I have certain standards in place. I don't stand for mediocrity, especially when it comes to our core values. And everyone that works at Alliance displays those core values or else they never make it within my company. And that's been the history. So that's who you invest with, Jim. Those are the things you look for. Yeah. And for us, the key is the sponsor, which is exactly what you just said. Now, what about the deal, like some metrics that we should look at or some parameters of a specific deal? I know you're talking about a fund, but I assume when you send out the information for the fund, there's a few deals in there that we can look at and analyze. So how do we go about doing that? Or if you can just throw out a couple of quick metrics that we can look at. Sure. Well, our criteria has been developed over decades and it's a fine box. So we have a certain criteria that our standards are or else it doesn't go into the fund. So we have five assets loaded into the fund. We give people a pitch deck. We do, what we do is we do teasers on all our deals that we invest in the fund. So our investor can see what we're doing and the benefits of them and what those metrics are. So we look for a certain population in a five mile radius. We look for rent growth, initial lease term. We look at the financial statements of our tenants. We have very high standards when it comes to underwriting. So if it fits in our box, then there's an opportunity we're going to write an offer and buy that deal if it makes sense. So our metrics are, we want to make sure we could hit our returns. We want to make sure we protect our downside. And our acquisition criteria, Jim, is so refined and so processed that we know what makes sense and what works because that's why we have great track record because 
we've been doing this for so long. This is a marathon game. It's an experienced person's business. And our box that we play in provide us the metrics we need to be successful. That's the difference. And that's one of the things why I say I'm in the prime of my career. I'm in the prime of career because I had to get to this point and be able to create, for your example, a box to buy properties into that provide success and great returns and tax benefits. So every asset class has different metrics. But if I would ask someone, when you invest with them to say, what's your criteria? Where do you buy? We buy in the South, Southeast, Southwest, Mountain West and everything because it's exactly part of the criteria. It's where you have your criteria, population growth, rent growth, good healthcare policies, good state income tax policies. So all those things matter. They all matter. The devil's in the details, Jim. And at the end of the day, if someone doesn't have a defined acquisition criteria, that would be something I would be very concerned about. So you ask like, who do you have in sponsorship? You should see what's their processes, how do they deal with challenges, what are their metrics, what's their criteria, where do they invest and why? Ask why. Why do you do what you do? And so that's really important. I think to answer your question, we have a defined box that we play in, that we invest in, and we've learned over the last almost 30 years to create success. And this question has nothing to do with medical office, but I read a blog that you wrote recently about the power of compounding. And I really liked how you wrote it. And you said, it's not just interest that you're compounding, but you talked about compounding habits. So I'd like to end the podcast on a little bit of mindset talk. Can you talk about that blog and what you meant about compounding habits and what's the benefit? It's the way I live my life, Jim, is I am the same person I was when I was in my 20s and I developed habits. So let's just go through a typical day. I wake up at about 5 a.m. and I get up and I go work out. Now I train with a trainer five days a week. So exercising and working out is extremely important to me. I take care of my health. My habits are important. I eat right. I exercise daily. I don't intake caffeine. I stopped taking caffeine a while ago. And so I am important. My health is critical to those habits. And also I block out time in the morning to get the most important stuff done in the morning. And so when I say compounding is when all these habits I've learned that create success, when you do it day after day and year after year, guess what? It creates success. It creates happiness, peace of mind. One of the things I do is I work on myself all the time, personal development. It's one of the things I've learned a handful of years ago is that if I can be the best version of myself and create those habits and new habits and new routines, my investors benefit from it. When Ben Reinberg is the best person he could be and he's serving and he's helping others and he's healthy, people love it. And that's why I'm going to be in this business a long period of time. And so when I mean compounding habits is figure out what helps you create success. So for me, Ben Reinberg, what creates success is every day I wake up and I go work out, I go train, I intermittent fast. I've been doing that for almost a decade now. I don't eat lunch my first meal is lunch. I do that on purpose. I have a short window. So my health has become a routine for me, Jim. And because of that, I have a lot of energy. I'm always looking to do new things. I just did a podcast on my show with a doctor in Deerfield. It was kind of cool. We did it from Chicago while I'm here visiting for work and looking at my Chicago headquarters. But what I loved about it is learning about stem cells. And I'm going to get a procedure done with stem cells because I want to heal all my cells that are damaged. Okay. I want to solve issues with my health. And so all these things that I do over a time and the constant learning and improving and on personal development and my mindset, it all culminates to having success. 
and it culminates to being healthy. And you know what? It sets the tone as the leader in my company, the main leader who founded this company. It sets the tone of the guy who started this thing, who knows every department has done every task within the company years ago. He walks the walk. His actions speak louder than words. If my employees don't want to be healthy, that's their problem. But Ben Reinberg is going to do the best he can to be the best version of himself and work on himself constantly. And because of that, my mindset and everything else, it just oozes out of me and everyone at Alliance flows down the river with me and it inspires people. And so I think it's really important. So it's showing up to work, having that habit. Now, your audience might freak out by this statement, but I work Saturdays. I know it's not in vogue. I know you're probably questioning like, okay, why does he do that? Whatever. I learned that a while ago because I always want to separate myself. And I always had the best days raising equity on Saturdays because everyone's home and they're calm or they're out there and they want to talk to me. And so I would just sit in my office. I keep the light off on a Saturday. I would sit on my couch, look at my list, and I would start just dowing away. And I had great success doing it. So I do things a little bit differently. I like to work on a Saturday. Some people don't. And I understand it. I'm a high performer. And all these things are my habits I created that create success. So people always ask me, like, if you're young, like, if you have anyone out there that's young in your audience, I can give some advice to is work on yourself when you're in your 20s. I didn't know that, okay? I'm jealous if you're in your 20s and you're out there listening to this because someone should have told me that a while ago. And if you could do that and develop habits and compound them over time, that's exactly what that article meant. That's great. That's good stuff. So the last thing I always ask on the show is what's a great podcast you listen to? And I'd also like you to include the name of your podcast. We'll put both of those in the show notes. Okay. I like the podcast Serial. It's kind of cool. It's like a listen on crime and different stuff. That's pretty interesting. I like friends of mine, guys that come on the show, like Steve Rosenberg is a friend of mine. He's got a great podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts out What I like is I like my podcast because my podcast is on health, wealth, relationships, business, and we cover a lot of spectrums. I have really amazing guests. And so the name of my podcast is Ben Reinberg, I Own It. And the reason why we came up with the name, Jim, is that you own every aspect of your life. You own all your decisions. You own whether you're successful or not, whether you believe it or not, it's on you. Okay. How obsessed are you? How bad do you want it? And at the end of the day, you own your behavior, you own what you consume, you own how you spend your life, you own how you treat your significant other and your kids, your family, you own that. That's your behavior. People react to you based off your actions. And that's why we bring in experts that own it. And we talk about how do they own it? Like, what do they do? What creates success? How they deal with their mindset, how they deal with their body and all the things that trigger to success. I want to give back, and we provide great value on my podcast. And that's why it's so successful is that it's not about me. It's about you as the listener. Every time we create a podcast and we're coming up with questions for the guests, we're all thinking about, like, what does the audience want to know? And I'm part of the audience. I'm as curious as the guy or woman who's listening to your podcast right now. I want to know stuff. And so we kind of put our shoes into our audience and we ask great questions and it becomes great knowledge that they share. So I'm really proud of it. It's a great podcast. And there's a lot of good podcasts out there along with ours. So I encourage everyone, like whatever you're passionate about or listen to that podcast. The one thing about the Ben Reinberg I Own It podcast is that If you like business and you like to learn about relationships and health and wealth and building wealth, 
and learn how other people did it. Listen in and you can watch me on YouTube if you're a visual person like I am, or you can go on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, and just put in Ben Reinberg, I own it, and you will get value. We've had some amazing, amazing guests, Jim, and we're fully booked through the first quarter of next year. So it's growing and we have a movement going on. I'm really proud of it. That's fantastic. I will put that in the show notes for sure. So listen, Ben, this has been a fantastic podcast, just learning so much about medical office and we really appreciate you being on the show. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, everyone. And go out there and by spending money, by investing in, say, like Alliance Medical Property Fund or with another sponsor, it's good for you. It's good for them. It's good for the economy. When we get money out there, it benefits everyone. So go out there and invest and be mindful of who you're investing with. And I can assure you, you'll make a lot of money. It's a great market to begin investing. So go out there and do it. I almost forgot to ask if people want to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? It's a great question. If you go to Ben Reinberg, and it's R-E-I-N-B-E-R-G.com, you go to my personal website, you'll be able to follow me, see what's going on. If you want to invest in Alliance Medical Property Fund, go to alliancecgc.com. Also, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want. If you're interested in investing in the Alliance Medical Property Fund, just direct message me. Leave your number. I will personally call you. Like I touch people all the time. I get people call me like, I can't believe Ben picks up the phone and calls me because I'm appreciative of these people. They're reaching out to me. They're serious about investing. It's like, it goes back to that point of you value every penny. So everyone out there, don't be afraid to direct message me or call me or connect with me or email me. I will respond and I'm happy to spend as much time as you want to get you comfortable to invest with us. So that's the best way to follow me. And obviously the podcast is Ben Reinberg. I own it. Feel free to listen to it. Go on to YouTube and anything else we could do. And again, let me know how I can help you. Let me know what I can do to better your life, whether it's investing in our fund or you need advice, just feel free to reach out to me. That's great. Well, thank you very much again. We appreciate your time and we'll definitely listen to the podcast and checking out Alliance Consolidated. So thank you very much. Great. Absolutely. Have a wonderful rest of your week, Jim, and very grateful for you having me on. And I wish all your audience the best. Thank you. At BAM Capital, we democratize institutional grade multifamily assets for the individual investor. Since inception, we've averaged over a 31% annualized return net to our investors. My name is Ivan Barrett. I'm the founder and CEO of BAM Capital. I sincerely hope you go to the website capital.thebamcompanies.com and check out BAM Capital. It was an interesting episode with Ben, new asset class. I always like to hear about new asset classes. I chase this shiny object. And when a shiny object is something that can uh, make us money, like this appears to be, and it's not so bad chasing it, right? So a couple things that stood out to me is the number of times that he talked about valuing his clients' money. And I know every sponsor will say that, but when you keep repeating it, and, and that's core to the mission of your company, that can make you feel more comfortable that he's investing in it and he wants to take care of everybody's money. Then he talked about the benefits of a fund and we've got back and forth with left field investors. We single asset is better, fund is better. And he had four really good points for why a fund is maybe better than a single asset, at least for medical. And one is the cost of capital is cheaper. He can get better debt if he's getting larger amounts of it 
purchasing power. So he has certainty for the brokers that he's dealing with. They know that he can close deals and that helps. And then obviously diversification. We've talked about that a bunch of times. And the most interesting one that he said is scalability. And by that, he means he can buy assets in the fund and then sell them and refinance and buy more. And it really just allows him to scale and grow. And he might sell an asset and buy three new ones, as he mentioned. And all of a sudden, the equity increases by a whole lot inside the fund, where if you are just have a single asset, you're buying and selling, and those are individual assets. So scalability was pretty big. I thought that was interesting. Medical offices, as he was talking about, recession-resistant and pandemic-resistant. And that's something that's important right now. No matter what the economy's doing, no matter what's happening around the world, people are always going to need medical care. So if you're picking the right types of practices, like he talked about kidney dialysis, those are the kinds of things that keep going. And maybe he does fewer on elective surgeries and things like that, because that might be less recession resistant. But he's looking at recession resistant assets, which right now is key. And then absolute net leases. And this is important because all of the expenses of the property are taken care of by the tenant. So you don't have to worry about inflation, really, because what's in, inflation is going to be just a benefit to you because you're going to get inflation eating away the debt and the rent increases, he said, are tied to the CPI, which is relates to inflation. So it seems like medical office would be a great place to benefit from inflation. And so that could offset some of the other asset classes where inflation might be a push or even a loss for you. So that's a great aspect of this is inflation protection. And then something he said, the key to real estate, everyone says is location, location, location. Ben, however, said the key is to buy and sell at the right time. And that is, I think, very true. It's hard to time the market. But if you're specializing on an asset class like medical, then maybe you have a better idea of not really timing the market, but you know when it's good to buy and you know when it's good to sell. So overall, I was really happy to learn about this new asset class from Ben. And I'm definitely going to look into his fund and see what I think about it. Thank you for listening. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time in the left field. Thanks for hanging out in left field with us today. If you're interested in becoming a left fielder, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email, jim at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.